Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share a message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea, and take it all the way to publishing your first episode, and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hello, this is Casey Ruff. Thank you for joining us on episode number five of the How to Make a Podcast podcast. So glad you're here to join us. Hope you've enjoyed the content so far, and I hope you have gotten a lot of really helpful ideas and ways that you can start your own podcast and things that you can you know, do um, that will make your life so much easier. And today is part two of getting to the point where you are actually hitting record on your first podcast. So another really important one. Last time on part one, we talked a lot about how to name your podcast, making sure you're getting some really good cover art, had some recommendations around that, where you're going to find music if you want to incorporate music into your show, um, the type of format that you really want to use if you're going to do you know, an interview style like ours, Boundless Body Radio, if you want to do like a one-on-one discussion, or if you want to do like a solo show. Um, like what this is, how to make a podcast podcast. Um, we also talked about, you know, length of time, how general and specific you want to be. Uh, we talked about interviewing and research. And so we're going to just kind of jump back in right there, um, with the research before I do, I have to say over the weekend, I was doing some research for this and I found somebody online. His name is Tom Buck and he does just about as good a job as anybody I have ever found on explaining some of this stuff. And he does it on video. He's very, very, very good at producing content. That's audio video. He posts all his stuff on YouTube. He also uses a lot of the same equipment that I use, including the Rode Podcaster, um, which is my mixer that's sitting right in front of me. So if you want to check him out, we'll make sure we link him in the notes because you'll be able to see the process as well as hear about it here on our show. And it's really, again, it it works really well together since we're using a lot of the same things. Um, He does an amazing job. He also has a gear guide that is super, super well done that will show you the list of everything that you need based on, you know, whether you want to do video stuff, just audio. Um, it's, It's very, very well done. I have to give him a huge shout out for that. So we'll link to him in the notes and you can go chase down his stuff. It's, it's very, very good. And hopefully we can get him as a guest on the show at a future point and talk about his podcasting journey and the things that he's learned along the way. So we're going to jump right in, like I said, on interviewing and research. When you are considering a guest for your show, you really want to make sure that you are researching them quite a bit. I know we hammered this a lot on the last episode, but I think it's worth reiterating. 
I mean, even just this year, like knowing somebody's political preferences or, you know, things that they're posting on different social media, I'd gotten into some weird, awkward situations where, you know, the person would kind of go off on a tangent talking about something that I didn't necessarily want to jump into, like politics. Um, So you really want to make sure you're researching your people before you extend an invite to them. Make sure that they are either directly in your field or can indirectly contribute as a guest on your show. As far as the the process of of finding a guest, once you have selected, you know, that person and and the person you want to reach out to, tons of different ways to do this. But this is what I do. I keep a running list of all of the people I ever want to interview. And I'm paying attention every waking hour for sources of inspiration or people that I can reach out to that maybe have something interesting to say that I think will be a really good fit. So could be social media. Um, It could be somebody on TV explaining something if we're watching like a documentary or something. It could be, um, you know, authors of books that you have um, that you've read. They're they're well-known in their field. Lots of different ways you can find inspiration to find people to interview and there's lots of different ways to get a hold of them. If they are active on social media, generally speaking, you can just send them a message if they allow it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just send them a message asking if they have time to appear as a guest on your show. If I'm sending out an invitation, I will briefly say the name of the podcast, a topic that I would like to talk about. I will be very complimentary of their work. If it's a longer form email invitation that I use, it will also have links to my show. And so they can click the link, listen to an episode or two and decide whether it's something that they want to do or not. If it's a shorter form and I'm just doing it on social media, I'll just do a quick message to them and say, Hey, let me know if we could ever have the honor of interviewing you on our show, Boundless Body Radio. I love your content you'd be amazing to have on and just keep it really diverse. I mean, some people we've had to, to, to invite on multiple different platforms and invite them multiple different times. And they may forget about an email, but then see your Twitter message a month later or something like that. So there's really no right or wrong that I found on ways to invite people. Just be really creative with it. And of course, you know, honor your guests, be really courteous and, and know as much of their content as you possibly can going in be really complimentary of them. Uh, you can maybe say like, Hey, I just read your latest research article. It was amazing. I finished your book on audible. It was amazing. Something along those lines. And, Again, with Boundless Body Radio, we have a very general type of a podcast where I can send invitations to a lot of different people in different fields and get responses and give people a platform when they may be in a in a very kind of niche market and 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 you know, it's kind of cool because People that come to my show, you know, maybe they're not a hockey player, but they hear Theo Fleury talk about hockey. Maybe somebody doesn't know about natural birthing, but they listen to our show that we did about natural birthing and and start to learn a little bit about that. It may be somebody who came to listen to the former jazz mascot, John Abzi, but then they listen to the next episode, which is all about yoga. So that's our approach. And we like to keep it really diverse and have interesting conversations with people who are experts in fields all over the place. I also love the flexibility that I can go to Springville and interview my grandparents if I want. I can have my dad on. I can drive to my friend's house and we can record an episode. So I like that approach that tends to work really well. When you're considering guests, this has been a really interesting kind of, um, kind of realization. 
So I've kind of put people in maybe like three different categories. And the first category is like the big fish, the big names. These are people who are absolute experts. They're generally bestsellers. People know their content. They've been on Joe Rogan. Like these are big, big people, really big in their work and have been at it for a really long time. Maybe they've got a ton of Instagram followers or a huge following on Twitter. You can definitely reach out to those people. Generally speaking, you will be reaching out to a team who will coordinate the interview and um, they can set something up based on if your schedules work, what their work schedule is like at that time. Um, Those have been really, really fun. They're also extremely challenging in the way that you prepare for them because they give so many interviews that it's very likely they have encountered the questions you might ask a million times. So you really just want to kind of keep that in the back of your head. Um, I've had a lot of success with those people, but it has taken a lot more work. You know, if somebody's been in their field of work for 40 or 50 years, they may have written like a ton of books that they're about all kinds of different topics. And so to dial in on one topic or their latest research or whatever can be a bit challenging. It's cool in one way because it, it it gives you, you know, big names that people recognize and go, wow, I can't believe you are interviewing such and such person who I know and I've heard of and is really famous or whatever. It kind of gives your, your um, podcast a little bit of clout, which is kind of cool. So that's kind of the one tier. There's a second tier that are doctors or experts, maybe they're nurses or dietitians. They are also experts in their field, but they're a little bit more on the come up. So maybe they haven't had 40 years experience. They just published maybe their first book or first article. These are people that you're most likely to find on some of the websites that we talked about last time. So Podmatch, Podbooker, Guestio. These are people that are putting themselves out there to be on a show to talk about their latest work. And, and maybe they don't have as big of a following right now, but if they continue, they definitely will. This has been a really fun group of people because they are generally very excited. They're really honored to be on your show. Um, Their content is very, very good. And they are the ones that I would say are the most likely to share it around to other people. And hopefully they are sharing around themselves on their own platforms. So not only do you share it on yours, but they're sharing it on theirs. So other people get exposed to your show. They hear your interview and then more likely that they're going to continue listening to another episode or, or anything along those lines. So that's kind of the second tier. Now the third tier has been really, really fun. Also, these are people that I would say almost nobody knows they're, they're not, they're not like publishing studies or they are publishing studies, but these studies are going into PubMed and not necessarily, you know, being shown to the general public. These are people that I find are doing amazing work in their corner of the globe. And they're not necessarily looking to kind of expand or sell themselves or sell a project or product, excuse me. Um, But they are the most enthusiastic and we've had some amazing interviews with people that I would say fit into that category. And I'll just highlight one. Dave Scott was somebody who I um, met through Twitter because of a blog that he puts out. And the blog is just, it's very honest. It's about being a father, showing up for his five kids. It's about his journey through nutrition and fitness and picking up rugby at age 45. He's now 55 and just totally thriving. There's, you can't You can't buy anything 
on his website. He's not selling anything. He just really loves to write. He's got the time and, and you can tell he just really wants to share his message. So I thought it was really cool. I reached out to him and said, Hey man, if you'd ever like to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you. And his immediate response, we kind of went back and forth a little bit, but his immediate response was like, I, I can't be a guest on Boundless Body Radio. Like I see the people that you've had on and I, I'm just writing this blog. Like I don't fit in with these people. And you know, he has a point, but I also, you know, reminded him like, look, you're, you're doing the best work. You're, you're not trying to sell everything. You're not trying to be a zealot about everything. You're just putting out good content that could help anybody. I think you'd be a tremendous guest. I mean, I think of most of my work has been very small in scale up until we start our own business. And I would just work with my clients in my little, you know, area of the, of the globe and see a few people and, you know, I felt like I was doing pretty good work and it would have been nice to be more recognized for that. So those people tend to have a lot to say that's really good. Obviously, they're very honored to be on your show. And they also will be so proud to kind of share it around, share it with family. Um, so that's kind of how you can maybe like think of the guests that you want to have and think of how you want to balance that or what you want to really focus on to be able to tell your message. Okay, so if you get a hold of somebody that you are trying to get an interview with, now you're on to the booking stage. So now you're trying to coordinate schedules. You're trying to see what's going to work for the guest and what's going to fit into your schedule. You may have a set time that you only have to do recordings. If that's the case, you just may be a little bit more limited on the guests that you can have. Like, for example, if you know your week is so busy and this is kind of a side project, so the only open time you have to record episodes is Friday night at 6 p.m., that's going to be really tough and going to be definitely a limiting factor on which guests are going to be able to appear on your show. The best, best, best tool that I have ever found, I resisted this so hard in the beginning and I have no idea why, is Calendly. Calendly does an amazing job. You're probably already using it anyway. Calendly is an easy way that you can send out invitations either to be a guest or a host that syncs up with multiple of your calendars. So in my case, I have my calendar linked up to my Google calendar, and that has all my day-to-day -day clients, any appointments I have, any interviews I already have scheduled. But once you set the rules up in Calendly, it will tell the person how long to expect and then we'll block out all the times that you don't have available so you never get double booked. And once the person clicks a time, confirms the time in their own time zone, it automatically blocks that time out in your personal schedule and sends a confirmation email for you. I have mine set up to create a Zoom link automatically. So all I have to do is open up Zoom on the day and time that we've set, I see it on my time zone on my end. They see it on their time zone on their end. I just open up Zoom, start the interview. It's super, super simple. It has taken so much work away from me. Um, it automatically sends confirmation emails, which are really great. Um, the rules that you can set on there are pretty interesting as well. So I have limited when somebody can book an appointment with me, not just for whether I'm busy or not, but I also want to have enough heads up from the guest so that I can prepare properly for my interviews. So, you know, that might be a week, that might be two weeks, that might be three weeks where I say, you can't even book an appointment in my show for the next three weeks. There will be zero availability. There's also a feature that I really love that makes things really interested, which is what is the maximum amount of, of this particular thing 
that you can set up um, to be booked on one day. So let's say you have a three-hour window on Wednesday afternoon, and it ends up get ta- getting taken at 12.30 by somebody, and then it gets taken at 1.30 by somebody else. So now you're in a situation where you're going from one interview to the next really, really quickly. You might not have time to stand up, grab a drink, take a little break, shake off the energy from the last interview. And that can be pretty tough. I've made that mistake a few times. And so now I limit the number of interviews that I do to just one a day. So even if I have four or five hours open on a Friday, if somebody books 11 a.m., that locks down the rest of that day so that there's no more um, availability. That's been a very helpful feature as well. I can't recommend Calendly enough. They do an amazing job. They do all kinds of different webinars webinars that can be really helpful. Um, and I just think the automatic feature just makes it really simple to um, get people in your calendar as soon as possible. We talked about preparation and research, and and you know we hammered that pretty hard on the last episode, so we don't need to go too much into that. Again, you can decide whether you want your interview to be a little bit more scripted, or if you want it to be completely unscripted and really, you know, spontaneous, I kind of try to ride the line between the two. I'll have my list of potential questions that I want to ask that I'm creating as I'm outside consuming their content. And then I also just try to guide the conversation and let it go where it will and pivot around as much as needed. So one of the last things I wanted to talk about was how to create an introduction for your guests and um, this is something I've done a little bit differently as my process is kind of refined a little bit. I used to really take a lot of pride in knowing that all of my introductions were unique and they were handwritten. So I would take the time to write up on a notebook page the things that I wanted to say. I wanted it to be different than everybody else. I wanted to make it really unique and make it something that I really put a lot of work into. So that is something I put a lot of time into on my first episodes. And as time went on, I just started to realize that it was something that was requiring a lot of time and energy. And as I was doing more and more interviews, I wanted to try to simplify the process just a little bit more so I wasn't spending as much time and energy doing things that maybe were already done for me. And so I've really kind of pivoted and shifted to now what I will do for my podcast introductions is I will generally steal an introduction from the person's website, maybe their social media page, maybe on Amazon on a book that they wrote. Um, maybe I'll, I'll take one from a podcast interview they've already done and another podcaster has already created an introduction for you. I will take those, bring them into Word, and then decide to craft those around in a way that I want them to be crafted so it's not stealing exactly from another person. And you can add a sentence or two here or there or where people can find them or stuff like that. But that's made it so much easier for two different things. I would say the first... I'm not handwriting all those introductions. That is a huge time saver on the front end. And then those introductions become amazing ways to drop in content to be your show notes, explain who the guest is, everything they've accomplished. And then when I, when I do that, all I need to do at that point is just go in and add links, which is super easy on Buzzsprout. We talked about them in a previous episode in the software episode. So it's really simple to add the links. Here's their book. Here's their website. Here's their Twitter. Here's their YouTube channel, whatever, you know, that person wants us to highlight any special love that we want to send out to somebody that we talk about. We tag all of that. And by dropping, 
dropping in the introduction electronically. It's just, it's so much more easy. And I spend so much less time worrying about, you know, editing the introduction, editing the show notes and things like that. Anything you can do to make things easier for yourself, I just think is so much better. And then the final thing I'll say is just make sure you are confirming your appointments. If you're using Calendly, that makes it really easy because you can put on the settings to automatically send them a confirmation email with a maybe a reschedule button if they ever need to do that. Um, or just make sure you're reaching out, send an email, um, you know, explain what to expect, explain what you're going to talk about if you choose. Um, if you if you confirmed with them on social media, it's really simple just to go to, you know, DMs and just say, hey, we're still on for tomorrow. Really looking forward to this. Such an honor, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you want to say, but just make sure you're confirming your appointments. These people generally are very high performing and busy all the time. You don't want to waste their time. So, so that was part two of getting to your first episode. So sit back and relax and episode six, we are going to talk about the big day. We are going to talk about pushing record for the first time. And we will be doing this extremely practically. I'm going to take you through my entire process. What is going on during an interview buttons? I'm pushing things. I'm thinking about things I'm recording. We'll take you through that process really practically so that you know exactly what to do. And if you choose to deviate from that down the road, you totally can, but at least you'll know the mechanics of everything that's going on. I wish some Somebody had taught me some of this stuff in the beginning. It was a lot of learning the hard way, um, but I feel like the process is really refined now and something that can really benefit you if we go through the entire process. So thank you very much for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.